going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns! Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Said I'm going to be a legend soon. I'm a legend now. Go deep. One week into the Mountain Dew Tour lands in Des Moines next week, a week from today, obviously by one week, uh, kicking off May 20th through the 23rd. Uh, welcome to Go Deep. I'm your host, Tyreek, joined here with my producer, Frenchie. We got a fun show for you. Speaking of that Dew Tour, we have number one, the number one uh, U.S. women's skateboard park and Olympic hopeful Bryce Wetstein joining us. Bryce is only 17, number one in the U.S., uh, Check out the videos before she even hops on here in about 12 minutes. Check out her videos of her dropping into pools and doing some boneless 50s. Uh, you didn't think I knew those terms, but yeah, Bryce is nice with it. She'll be joining us uh, here in about 11 minutes as she pre- prepares for her chance to qualify for the Olympics in Tokyo. Uh, her chance to qualify next week here in Des Moines for the Dew Tour. If you haven't had a chance to ride by across from Wells Fargo Arena, check it out, man. 88,000 square feet. It is nice. It's looking big. And along uh, with the Dew Tour, they'll also be using almost half of it for free skating during the Dew Tour. So uh, we're looking to broadcast live out there next week. Bryce will join us, as I mentioned, in about 11 minutes, now 10. Uh, Gotavian Banks and his weekly bank on a statement here in about 28 minutes. Phone number 515-244-1350, 244-1350. We'll try to open up the phone lines throughout the show. Uh, of course, we'll have comedian Dante Powell join us in the second hour with the Big O. And uh, along with Frenchie's D3 and 3. I don't think we got to that last week, so... Uh, Hopefully you can fill us in, catch us up. Um, maybe you can touch on a little uh, football that's going on right now. I know it's not D3, but Division Two football is going on right now. Are yeah, we uh, yeah, the uh, D2's getting close. I think they're actually cl- yeah, close to wrapping up their season. The NAIA championships just happened. A friend of mine's actually a coach on the national champion okay. for uh, NAIA. What, what, what team? I honestly can't remember off the uh, top. Some friend. Some friend. Real good friend. Now, uh, uh, so we'll, we'll start off the uh, second hour talking a little uh, D2 football and playoffs. Uh, also in the second hour, Sean Motto, Olympic hopeful street skateboarder. I believe he won uh, Rob Deerdeck's, uh street skate a couple years ago as well. He's from Kansas City. He'll be joining us in the second hour. Uh, Sean's a big sports fan in KC, so I have a feeling that him and Frenchie will get along. They might have something in common. Uh, but first, headlines. headlines. Medina Sport busted, cheating. Bob Baffert yet again claiming uh, he was set up or didn't know what was going on. And then a few days later, his vet comes out, used some topical cream that had that ingredient in it. She was using the cream for a possible rash or tightness, some muscle. Uh, Bob Baffert had the same issue with the same cream, I believe, a year ago with a really fast horse. Bob Baffert, if you don't follow racing, I don't follow horse racing. I just bet on horse racing when I have a chance. And uh, this is probably going to, I mean... Medina Spirit is still ranked number one for the Preakness this upcoming weekend and picked to win. I'm surprised that Medina Spirit is racing. Uh, all I care about is Vegas not making me give back my winnings. And I think there's only been one other uh, time, maybe about 60 years ago, where the winner was caught cheating and they lost their title, which Medina Spirit has not lost their title yet, but it, trust me, it's coming. Uh, and Vegas did not give the winnings back. They also didn't give winnings to the second place winner who obviously became the winner by the cheater getting taken out. Uh, So apparently history tells nothing changes in Vegas, even when you cheat to win, ladies and gentlemen. So I think, you know, Astros, we didn't have to give that money back when Astros won. Uh, So I think we found a little tell with Vegas. 
Uh, but a lot going on in, in, in horse racing that we wouldn't normally care about except for the Preakness and the Triple Crown uh, here at, after this point. But Bob Baffert, it's, uh, he's everything to horse racing. He is the name synonymous with horse racing. I think he has about six horses that he's uh, trained that have won. Uh, and horse racing is talking about banning him. That's like golf banning Tiger Woods, which pretty much happened for about a year after Tiger had a little incident with Elon uh, in a golf club on her windshield. Uh, but uh, it, it's kind of a big deal. It's a it's it's going to be in the media for a while. Bob, Bob Baffert, how do you not when you claim you don't know that your horse had these chemicals in it? The first person you go to for your horse is who? Since you can't talk to the horse's mom, you go to who? The trainer or the vet, the vet. The person who handles any chemicals that the horse may get. The person who's, I go to whoever's feeding the horse. I go to the vet. I go to the trainer. If I'm really convinced that I don't know what's going on. How do you get into in front of the media for four days screaming that you've been set up? It's a travesty. It's a lie. There's no way. And then come back immediately following a few questions. Like, wouldn't you question those three people? They won. Like, before I even call anyone, answer any phone calls, I'm calling my vet. I'm calling my trainer. I'm calling whoever's been feeding this horse and saying, hey, what the hell is going on? Let me know before I know. Also, says he has no involvement, but it's his horse, this vet. And you would think the vet's going to know what's in the medication they're using. Yeah, I, we're, we're going to talk on this throughout the show. As I mentioned, we got uh, Bryce Westing, uh, number one U.S. skateboarder, uh, joining us in about six minutes, seven minutes now. So we'll, we'll bring that up with Tavian and Dante. I think Tavian, he probably knows a little thing about steroids and cheating. Uh, so we'll, we'll see what his college career and see if he carried it into the pros with him. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I think he's more of the age of creatine before it was really big deal. Uh, but man, it, it's, it is a big deal in horse racing and we're going to have to keep an eye on this Preakness. I'm still, if they're going to let Medina spirit race, I'm still going to bet on Medina spirit. I'm going to bet on the cheater. And so you pull the cheater and I know that the cheater is good enough to win and cheat and get away with it. I'm going to bet on a cheater, especially if I know you're not taking my money back. Cause that's all I've been nervous about the last eight days is like, oh great, is Vegas gonna try to take this hundred and forty dollars back out of that account? Uh, but nothing. I did my research. I think nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, something like this happened, and Vegas didn't renege on a deal. So uh, I'd say if you're out there betting on horses for the Preakness, Medina Spirit is still out there and uh, a likely win. Uh, so and you best believe that cream is still being applied. Uh, also in the news, we got Tebow, not. Uh, Official, I had a, a friend out of Fort Myers who uh, knows the Khan family and Jacksonville Jaguars who said that Tebow uh, signed a one-year deal. He's going to be on the team regardless. Uh, but the report so far is just that he's been signed to the team, and so he'll get to go to training camp. Uh, you know, this could be a publicity stunt, could sell tickets, could be a great idea to get the media off of your new quarterback. Uh, but Tebow is neighbors with Urban Meyer, his coach. Very, very coincidental. Uh, a lot of people are um, upset because they say Tebow's taking a roster spot. I say Tebow's selling more tickets than any other tight end on that team. Um, does he? Does this mean he'll make the final roster cut? My black balls definitely see associate coach in his near future, although the tight end room is not exactly filled with playmakers. Uh, so there is a chance for Tebow time. Uh, but I, you know, I think this, why wouldn't you just give him a coaching job? But, you know, he's been out of football for seven years. Kaepernick's been out for four. Tebow has a job right now at a position he's never played before, a position he refused to play, rather retire than play. Uh, but, you know, that tight end room is not that great. So Tebow could be playing. Uh, wait, did I say black balls? 
Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, yikes. Moving on. <laughs> I meant my black ball, you know, like a, my psychic powers. So my entire <laughs> opinion on the Tim Tebow thing is, one, no one would care that they're signing a seventh string tight end, but because his name is Tim Tebow, it could be some other player that was out of the league for seven, eight years and is making a comeback. They'd call it an inspirational story, but because Tim Tebow was coached by Urban Meyer, they think this is a publicity stunt and it's a coach... And is it a coach throwing his old player a bone? Probably. Yeah. But, I mean, and a publicity stunt and selling tickets. I mean, and no. not, not just that. He's trying to build a winning culture in Jacksonville with a brand new quarterback straight out of college. Who better to bring in as a good influence than a guy that raises millions of dollars for charity every year has done nothing wrong his entire life? Yeah, but you see what it did with the New York Jets. Uh, Sanchez was in the position where he's coming off a, a AFC championship game and he's got Tebow coming in where all through training camp ESPN is there live every single day asking Tebow questions that gets in your your quarterback's head that gets in so him coming in as a tight end I think is a big deal because it's not any pressure we know he wouldn't be taking Lawrence's job uh, but it's not any pressure on the quarterback it actually takes a lot of pressure off the quarterback and think of how many people are going to show up to training camp to off-season workouts to anything that's open to the public for Jacksonville now that city now has you know they already had hope with the number one pick and Urban Meyer this adds to that storyline they're also up them and the Cowboys are up for uh the HBO show uh what is it called Hard Knocks Hard Knocks you know which I would love to see either one uh Raiders are up as well I believe so and I wouldn't mind seeing Raiders um you know I'd put Denver Broncos in there just in case Rodgers makes a move uh, but Jacksonville is now a, a interesting story. Tebow is, you know, like I said, 36, 37 years old. I 33. Think. 33, is he? Okay. Yeah. You know, he's never he's never been chiseled, but he's always been in shape as a tight end. He could block. He could run patterns. Quarterbacks understand the playbook more than any other player on the field. So him moving to a position, I think quarterbacks can relocate positions the best. Uh, so there's opportunity. Yeah, I don't think he's going to end up making the final roster. I'm looking as they literally brought him in to, you know, be almost a coach on the field. A locker room guy, a coach on the field. Yeah. But you could also give him the title as associate coach. You yeah. know? But also, I think he just kind of wanted one final shot. And I think, you know what? It's a seventh tight end on a 90-man roster. Yeah. He's probably, unless he, imp which if he earns he a roster. Made, he hasn't even made the 90-man roster yet. Yeah. So. If he earns a roster spot and plays well in the preseason, Awesome. Then you have a new Taysom Hill type player on your team with a young roster where, you know, most of the team is under 25 years old. Well, and as I mentioned, that tight end room, I don't know if you can find the uh, list of tight ends on the Jacksonville Jaguars, but it's almost like the quarterbacks or the wide receivers you read me last week uh, for the Lions. It's, yeah. it's not it's not many names you're going to recognize in there. Some of them are young players and they're going to have opportunities with a new quarterback, but uh, Tebow's going to push them. You know, he's going to he's going to tell them, don't let old man beat you to that route or that spot. So yeah. and. You know what? If he does end up in the, in the quarterback room because they run any special plays like a Taysom Hill type, could you imagine a quarterback room with Gardner Minshew, the the porn stash king of Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence, good old sunshine, and purity himself incarnate Tim Tebow? Uh, the problem here is Minshew has Tebow's number, so they can't even start selling Tebow jerseys right now. Because I think he'll probably take five like he did when he went to New York. No, and to, that, is, that is a branding issue. That is a branding issue. Tebow needs to stick with his number, especially with the new rule in the NFL that tight ends can be anyone can be any number. Uh, so, you know, that that's something you got to stick with, I think. And Minshew, who, who is he to say, no, nah, I'm keeping it. Nah, move on. I'm, you know, 
Minshew is probably going to be on a different team by the end of, by the start of the season. Let's be real. I think he'd be a good backup. Oh, he's gonna be a great backup. But uh, you know, I think I'd rather see him as a backup in Kansas or not even Kansas City. Eh, maybe Kansas City. I'd take him. Uh, yeah. I would love Minshew Mania. Chicago would have a great backup in Minshew. The problem is if he comes to Kansas City, he's also not getting number fifteen. Yeah, exactly. Well, he just needs to let go of that number for now because he he's not going to live up to that number fifteen. Uh, we will talk a little NBA uh, Lakers. You know, they won last night. Now they're on the bubble of in, within three games, which they have the best schedule, easiest schedule left out of the West teams competing for that tie, playing game. They can go from sixth to eighth or to fourth and not even have to worry about that playing game. So they, they are deciding their own destiny. And for LeBron to be out that long, uh, AD taking over, but hurting himself in the process again. So, uh, you know, I my money's still on the Lakers in the West. But I just don't know if the Lakers can stay healthy. Man, if they can't stay healthy, that play-in game's looking real juicy yeah, with it is. the it Warriors. Is. Yep, it is. And the the East is gonna is gonna be a fun series as well. Uh, so we'll talk a little in a, uh, NBA with Dante Powell and throughout the show. Uh, but we're gonna get to uh, Bryce Westine, number one U.S. skateboarder for the females, for the women, uh, only 17 years old. We're gonna talk to her right after the break. Go deep. You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Welcome back to Go Deep. As I mentioned, as you know by now, ticket slots are probably no longer available, but the Dew Tour, the Mountain Dew Tour, is coming to Des Moines a week from today, next Thursday the 20th through the 23rd, all the way through the weekend. We got skaters coming from across the world, some of them with the opportunity to qualify for the Olympics, which I believe are in Tokyo. And one person who has that opportunity to qualify for the Olympics, no pressure, is Bryce Wetstein. Now, Bryce, am I saying your name right? Is it Wetstein or Wetstein? Yes, you can say it Wetstein or Wetstein, actually. How do but you say Westine, it? I usually say it as Wetstein. Wetstein, all right. And, and Bryce, <laughs> have you have you ever been to Des Moines, Iowa before? I've never been to Iowa or Des Moines in Iowa, ever. Wow, never. <laughs> You're a California girl, correct? I am a California girl, and as the Beach Boys would say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you? Uh, I am 17 years old. 17, and you've been skating for, what, a decade now? Oh, my goodness, a decade. Wow. Yes, I've been skateboarding for a decade. Wow. <laughs> and headed to Des Moines for the Dew Tour with your chance to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics this year. I know, um, you know, you've probably been all over the world thanks to skating, surfing, snowboarding. Um, I've been to Tokyo before, busy place on my way to Okinawa. Where else on your passport has skating taken you, or have you been in the world? What where, where other stamps can we say that's on your passport so far besides Tokyo? Well, um, I'll have to say one stamp, my first ever stamp when I was 12, before I even knew it was in Europe, was Sweden. And uh. I went there my first time out of the country with my mom, which is my regarded travel buddy, which I love. And then, oh my gosh, and then China, I think, was next after that. I got to go to China, which I've, already, I've been to a lot of cities in China, not to mention, we got to go and walk the Great Wall of China, too. My mom and one of my best friends, Grace. That's and awesome. then, oh my gosh, after that, well, one of my most tear-jerking places, I'll have to say, was France that I got to go to. That was, that was so remarkable. Oh my gosh. And honestly, every time I think about it, it's like a, a cascade of tears, you know? Yeah, I mean, so. especially 12 years old, 13 years old, up to 17. Are you ready to lock in that uh, that jamp, that Japan stamp on the passport? You ready to qualify for these Olympics? Yes, you know, honestly, I, 
I dream about it every single day that, and even through the delayed dream, that if it really did, like, I say this so much, if it ever really did come true, I would never really even know how to acknowledge it because, um, honestly, I've dreamed, I've dreamt about it every day now since it's been really written in the scripts that it's happening. And I've been kind of on a, a roll just dreaming about it every day and thinking like, I guess this, you never know what's going to pan out. You just know how much a dream means to you, you know? The number one women's skateboarder in the U.S., Bryce Wetstein, joins us here on Go Deep. And you seem to just be rolling with the punches. You seem so humble about it. If I was 17 and possibly on my way to Tokyo for the Olympics, I'd be walking down the hallways of high school, slapping kids, saying, you know who I am, <laughs> you know? But you seem like you don't you do not do that. So I, I'm proud of you. Uh, if, oh, thank you. If, if I had to say you only can choose one, which one would win this? Surfing, skating, or snowboarding? Well, I'm definitely, I'm going to have to remark on skateboarding. Um, as much Smart. as like, as much as I'll have to say surfing and snowboarding and all these other things, they vicariously always, they always flow through me in different ways. But I'll say skateboarding has brought things into my life and brought new characteristics into me as a person that it's definitely, you can never say, it's, it's one of those rare things that happens to you where all of these things kind of just come to you without even without you even knowing that it's coming to you and with skateboarding that it brings that to me every single day and there's not a day that I could miss because all those days something new has come to me through skateboarding and that's something so unique about the sport it's it's just it's kind of just a purity wherever you are whenever you are there's nothing there's nothing about it that's that's harsh or harmful that much. I mean, maybe physically sometimes your board will smack into you. Yeah, or if you land wrong. <laughs> yeah, uh, but... But I get what you're saying. It's, it's very, not, it's almost a spiritual, almost like surfing with the water. Um, yeah. But I, I've seen some videos of you in a pool, grinding away, doing all types of flips. I couldn't name them. Uh, boneless one. Uh, but oh. I, I saw I saw an uh, interview or some kind of article from, I think you were 10 years old at the time. And you were uh, ranked fourth in a uh, competition, and you're headed back the same or to the same competition the following year. And they had some uh, things about you. I want to know what may have changed. So this is when you were ten. Uh, the first question they asked was how long you've been skating. That was six years then. I assume seven more years later, thirteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, your favorite place you've ever skated was the Etney Skate Park of Lake Forest Flow. Is that still your favorite place you ever skated, or is, have you seen a little oh. better place now? Wow. Um. Well, I actually haven't been there in quite a long time. And I think, so if I ever go back there, I'm just going to have like so many memories kind of flooded through me about how much I love that park. And I think every single day now I realize that I can never really hone it into one park or one specific fragment because I feel like I'm always embarking on a a journey with like a new pictograph or some new, some new encounter like when I go to a park today, I'm probably going to favor it more than tomorrow. And then tomorrow I'm going to be in a completely new headspace. And I've realized that really every time I'm on my board, I'm always, there's no really frame of mind that ever stays unless you are kind of remembering something. You're remembering not to forget it because that's how much it means to you. And, and I think that every day, all of a sudden I realize. I never know how I'm going to feel because that's how unpredictable and unconstrained skateboarding can be. So. Yeah, I have a feeling Des Moines Lauritsen Park is going to become your new favorite. I don't know where oh it is, but 
Really? <laughs> I, I think so. It's huge. It's like 88,000 square feet. Not to mention it's going to be a reason you get to go to Tokyo and be in the Olympics. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. Joined here on uh, Go Deep with Bryce Ava Wetstein, which is also in the article. Sorry for putting your middle name out there, but that was in there as well. Uh, in, in this article, it had uh, kind of funny three things that we don't know about you. Uh, the first one is you're addicted to Parma- Parmesan cheese. Is that still a thing? <gasps> oh, my gosh. Actually, I am. I was just telling um, I was just telling my friend, Crystal, about how I love string cheese. And <laughs> I was also just like, I always reminisce on Parmesan cheese. I used to eat mac and cheese every day, every meal, just squared away mac and cheese. And then I always love pasta with Parmesan cheese. I guess that's something that I made a rap about one time with my dad. We'd always write raps about Parmesan cheese. <laughs> wow. So you, <laughs> anytime you sing about your food, it's definitely a part, big part of your life. Uh, yes, another, it is. Another thing you mentioned in that top three things you don't know about you is you love to sing, but never in public. You want to, you know, shout out your favorite Olivia, Olivia Rodrigo song or get anything you want to sing to us? Oh, my gosh. I wow. promise no one's um, listening. <laughs> honestly, you know. Another thing about it kind of goes back to the favorite skate park thing. Like I'll wake up and all of a sudden Bill Withers' "Lovely Day" will be in my head. I'm like, did I dream about that, or was that from the day before previously? And then I'm like, oh wait. And then ten hours later, I totally forget about that. And then I'm on to like Fleetwood Mac and Gypsy comes on. And then my mom will play something on the record player, and I'm like, whoa, this is this is what tangible music feels like. And then all of a sudden I'll be back in someone's car on the way, and the, this radio song will come on. And I guess there's these new songs called like Driver's License that people that yep, a lot that's, of people that's listen to. That's the artist I was trying so to name. I couldn't just, say her name. <laughs> yeah, and um, and then also I'd, I'd say right now, honestly, now I'm thinking about the Beach Boys. Wow, they are a talent, <laughs> very group work of talent. You are but such honestly, a old soul. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean that in a good way. I don't know if people take that as a compliment or not, but uh, I mean no. that in a good way. You seem very relaxed for a 17 year old. Again, if at me at 17, you don't want to see. <laughs> thank you no honestly old souls is is the most compliment i could ever even have i mean that's where it all that's where the rehash is from i mean like we're all stemmed from there in in a way our era is from there even though some people don't know it it's in us forever yeah you know Liz with so us. i'm like wow and um i guess actually um one of my favorite skateboarders named oski just introduced me to more and more Smokey robinson and i've been listening to him quite a quite a bunch so very much classic yeah. throw some stevie wonder in there you'll you'll love oh, me stevie after. wonder oh and prince for and, prince, oh yes listening all right we're close to minnesota <laughs> you might have to go up to prince house after the due tour uh you, oh my god <laughs> the number one women's skateboarder in the u.s bryce wetstein joins us here on go deep you're currently ranked number one in the u.s in women's park skateboarding uh does that change how you feel about skating how you you know does that put a little more pressure on every time you go out there or are you still just having fun with this you know honestly like when I hear that, it always is like renews, like news again to my ears. I'm like, is that really what's happening? I think I never can comprehend it all the way because like every day hearing that, it just never registers in quite, you know, an old way. It's always new somehow. And basically I'll say like every time I think of it as maybe it could change my skateboarding, I think how could pressure just impede my skateboarding if it's something I love so much because I think if you really truly love something something can never really change the physical composition of it it, can, it might you know like add a new addition or a new asset to how you think about it but nothing will ever change that congruency and that you know that configuration of how you started skateboarding and 
all of the semantic meaning behind it. Nothing can change that if you have a love pinned on it for years of your life, even for, you know, months if you love it. And it's something that love does to something. It never, it can never really be like huddled away out of how you feel about it. It's just, that's what it is, skateboarding. It's pure love. Yeah, and <laughs> even as just a spa- uh, sports fan and a skateboarding fan, I lived in Santa Cruz for four years and a lot of my buddies were surfers and skateboarders and snowboarders. Uh, just that that competition that even a sports fan feels, I think even being number one, you still feel ready to compete. I don't think you get complacent at any point, especially probably at your age. Um, yeah. When you get to, and I'm saying this because I know you're going to make it to the Olympics, what's the first thing you're going to do when you get to Tokyo? First free day. Um, well, let's see. If I, if I made it to Tokyo, the first thing that I would do would be I'd step on the concrete and think about, I hope I didn't step on an ant. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> that's not what I would do. I would step on the concrete and I'd say like, am I here? I must, I, I know I'm in my bed right now. There is no way, there's no way that my eyes are open and I'm seeing this unless they are. And everyone would be staring at me like, what is she, why is she in a trance? Like, isn't she going to say something? Yeah, and I'd be about? like, I'm not going to say anything because words at this point would only take away from the initial grasping moment that my feet hit the ground, hit the paveway in Tokyo, if that happened. I don't think that's something that I could never, it would never like ever be diminished from my head. Yeah. And I, I, I can, I will never feel that feeling that you would have when you get out there, but uh, just the feeling <laughs> of knowing that skateboarding is in the Olympics, something that I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. Uh, and to know that you got you're part of that first wave of it, uh, it's got to be pretty cool. Um, I appreciate you joining us. Are you in California right now? Yes, I am in California. I'm in my room. I'm um, honestly hummingbirds keep kind of like whisking by my window, and um, yeah, I'm in my room right now. I wish it's so incredible how you're where you are and I am where I am, and we're just like hearing each other in different bodies. You know? Yeah, like, technology's yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, uh, but honestly. Well, I'm I, jealous I because believe. it's supposed to rain this weekend in Des Moines, but I think the rain's going to be gone by the time you guys get here next Thursday. Oh, my gosh. Wow. So is it raining right now? Uh, nope. I believe it's coming tomorrow. So it's for like the next four oh. days and then some ma- magically clearing up for the dew tour. So uh, Do you think, will we be able to meet each other? Yes, I am actually. I'm going to try to uh, do my show out there live Thursday morning, and then I actually fly out to wow. Vegas about uh, three hours after that. Uh, so I'm hoping I can uh, see some of that you guys' qualifying runs, and we'd love to have you uh, stop by our booth that morning and hop on air with us. Say hello to the fans. Oh, my gosh. I'd be so overjoyed. Oh, my gosh. Likewise. I still can't believe. Like, I still can't believe this is, like, I'm talking to you right now and these things have been happening. Like, wow. <laughs> I, I can't wow. believe you get to miss high school for skateboarding. Uh, yeah, we could switch anytime you're ready. <laughs> well, yeah, well, luckily for me, it's online right now a little bit more. Uh, so California. I have, the, I have the leverage to do a few days of school, online school, because of the cancellation, which is the pandemic did that a little bit. But Yeah, yeah, so, pandemic definitely ruined high school careers. Uh, but oh. <laughs> not not careers, but I mean, it definitely uh, put a put a year back. But I, I bet it gave you time to think about everything and appreciate your friends more and appreciate your teachers and classrooms and miss being in the actual high school. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, are you in a are you in like a booth right now, or what are you in? Yes, I'm in a studio with Mariah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, all the way in Iowa. All the way in Iowa. So, okay. yep, and you're gonna be all the way here next week. The do tour, what May twentieth through the twenty third, a week from today, starting next Thursday. Uh, definitely come yeah. check us out down by the uh, Lorison Skate Park when you get in. 
Um, I'll be there. We broadcast 9 a.m. to 11 a.m., so we'll be hanging out down there with my producer, Frenchie. Love to have okay. you on. Okay, I'll definitely wave hello, and I'll definitely be there with you and be able to meet you. Awesome. Bryce, we appreciate you. You're, so, you're awesome. We can't wait to uh, speak with you soon, and good luck next week. We're rooting for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I can't wait to meet you and be out there, and I just still can't believe it. Bryce Wetstein, 17 years old, number one U.S. women's skateboarder. Appreciate you joining us. Go deep. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. It took about four minutes in, but I thought Bryce was trolling me for a second. She was just way too nice, way too happy for a 17-year-old in high school who's number one in the U.S. for all women. Mm. I'd be looking at every girl and guy saying, you know, walking down a hallway, just staring at him like, who? You know who I am. You, you saw the articles. You heard me on the radio. You heard me on Go Deep. Uh, but she's very, uh, very pleasant. Yeah. And I've heard stories of, you know, high school athletes that are Olympic athletes, even some of the ones from here in Iowa that was complete opposite. Yeah. I mean, like uh, Tavian Banks, he was a jerk when he was in high school, right? <laughs> He's still a jerk. Let's be honest. <laughs> Joining us now is a former NFL scat back, uh, three-time Gatorade player of the year, three-time, three-time, three-time Gatorade player of the year for the state of Iowa. I, I don't know if it matters because it was Iowa, but... Uh, oh, <laughs> and it would have been four if you played your senior year, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, Tavian, how you doing, man? You don't, having a good day so far? I'm always having a good day. I'm blessed. I'm above ground. I don't have COVID right now, so you know. You sure about that? You've been tested. <laughs> you you get that vaccine, right? You endorsing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're gonna go through some headlines, man. But I gotta start with uh, Medina Sperry. I know you're probably not keeping up with the uh, horse racing world. No. Uh, but the guy who won the Kentucky Derby, the horse who won the Kentucky Derby last week, uh, a test after the t- after the Derby, which I don't know why they don't do it before the Derby, mm-hmm. uh, showed that he had a illegal substance in him. Uh, the owner of the horse, the trainer, actually, mm-hmm. who Bob Baffert, who's won about five or six championships now with the Kentucky yep. Derby or Triple Crown, mm-hmm. um, he went on a media tirade saying, you know, we're set up. It wasn't. It couldn't have been us. There's no way. My horse mm-hmm. is healthy. Uh, and then a couple of days ago, the vet came out uh, and told Bob Baffert that there was a topical cream they were adding that had that ingredient on it. They were yep. using it for a rash or whatever it may be. Uh, but if you're that horse's trainer or you're anyone in that camp, the first person you're going to if the horse is caught with illegal something is either the trainer or the vet, right? Um, well, okay. So Before you at, go on a tirade? At, at that level, again... Everybody knows what's going on. Like, I, you know, I find it very hard to believe that uh, the owner or whoever, whoever else doesn't yes. know what was going on. And let, they let me definitely know let me at that level. The same every, chemical was found on one of his horses last year. Yep. So every inch, everything, every feed, every water break, every, you know, every little thing that that horse does. Is documented. I'm sure, yes, documented. I'm sure it's, it's captured on video. I'm, I mean, like at that level. Like that you're talking about, you know, and stuff like that. They have that type of stuff locked down pretty, pretty good. So yeah. I, I refuse to believe that he wouldn't know, or you know, like uh, saying he doesn't know anything about it or anything like that. No, definitely yeah. knew. Yeah, <laughs> he, you know, and I, I'm thinking, all right, I get trying to cover yourself, but you can't go on that every media outlet tirade for no. four days and then come back and say, oh, I didn't realize my vet had no. When we <laughs> we be doing some inventory day one, the moment it comes out, I'm calling everybody, especially the vet. No. Uh, I was I got a I got a bad phone line on you. Can oh, you, sorry. Yeah, if you go back to wherever you're standing, there we go. Yep, We're back. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, up oh, it's happening again. Are you moving? Oop. Yep. Okay. Here I am. Uh, move back to wherever you were about 27 seconds ago. How about now? 
a little staticky still, sir. See, this is the HGH coming. Oh through. man, yep. I'm calling from the grub phone, <laughs> so that's why. Uh, it's all good. We'll try to work with it. Uh, okay. But but steroids and HGH is, is is prevalent in a lot of sports. You know, animals you don't see as much, but yes, you do when they're recovering from in injuries, which is when it happens a lot. Yeah. Uh, when's the last time you took them? Did you stop in college, or you continue shooting up during your <laughs> pro career? I wish I wish I had uh, <laughs> access to that type of stuff when I was playing. Oh, you, you know had access. I mean? <laughs> yeah. you had access. Well, I mean, you had access, yes, but I, I, I did not uh, in, indulge in that, un unfortunately. Oh, uh, you sound like uh, Bill Clinton. <laughs> I did not. I did not have relations with that woman. Uh, <laughs> uh, creatine, creatine was big back when you were. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so creatine was big. Um, again, so like in my era, just supplementation and stuff like that was kind of getting big around. Was that legal? You know, like was creatine legal back then? Yes. Uh, my junior, senior year is kind of like when supplements started to take off. Okay. He made like, sure to check. More so. Yeah, yeah. And you, mm -hmm. you, you were involved in the supplement game as well. Uh, you, well, uh, the University of Iowa was because they, they were <laughs> oh. providing it to us. Uh, <laughs> you just dry snitch on radio? <laughs> <laughs> they were <laughs> giving it to us. So. I'm sending that straight to uh, straight to the Sports Center, man. Breaking news: <laughs> Iowa is just handing out drugs. Uh, yeah. No wonder Hayden Fry was so successful. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you never so uh, during your injuries, especially in the pros. You know, yeah. obviously you you live with injuries throughout your high school and college career, and then into the pros. Yep. Into the pros, you never you know suggested to a doctor. A doctor never suggested to you. Another teammate never said, "Hey, man, this HGH, they, obviously whatever they're calling it, mm -hmm. uh, will help you heal, heal quicker, get you back in the game, or get you right." Uh, yeah, never came your but, way. You know, like there there was other um, ways also to come back from injuries and stuff. I like got natural ways and things like that too. Um, back again, like in my era, you didn't really, you know. Uh, I mean, like you knew of of players that might be taking stuff and things like that, but you didn't really like nobody outward outwardly spoke about it like that. Yeah. You know, and if you got injured, there's other natural remedy stuff. You know, that people were taking that that you know uh, weren't you know, uh, um, something that would be banned or any of that type of stuff, you know. So there's other natural ways to, to try and heal and also, too. If you're still currently on the Jaguars taking steroids, would you be upset that Tim Tebow has joined the team? <laughs> is that is no, that concerning I mean, you? Like, for, I don't know. Like, for athletes, I would say I'm, I'm happy for Tim Tebow. He's getting another opportunity. Seven years um, out of the I game. I mean, you know, like, you, you can't, like, uh, this dude's got an incredible book at, at the end of the day. It's called the Bible. Uh, but I mean, it's like, called the Bible. for him, you know, it's, you know, again, but unfortunately there's, there's a lot of other players that could mm. be playing in his spot um, that he might might have, have taken, like, in a sense. I know. Uh, Urban Meyer was the coach, and they won national championships at Florida. But again, this is the NFL, and it's his neighbor um, now. They're neighbors now. <laughs> yeah, uh, but you know, like he might. I'm, I'm assuming he could be bringing him in to try and like leadership, and you know, help with Lawrence and stuff like that. But to me, I mean, he could have brought him in as you know, assistant quarterback coach, or you know, what, whatever, some type of other way to bring him in. So the Jaguars are handing out 90 man roster invites. Are we going to see Tavian Banks returning? No, heck no. My knees are done. I got a bad ankle. And uh, it's more I, than that, brother. You, the body's done. <laughs> the body's done. You I'm meant, old. Mental game's still there, <laughs> but weird. the body is done. Transition it, to fullback. It's done. <laughs> His body looks like Montgomery Burns these days. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm done. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I like, you know, I, I'm with you. I, why not just sign him on as an associate coach? Yeah. Get him in the locker room. Yep. Uh, you know, looking down the, uh, and French, you will look it up for us, the tight ends of the Jaguars, there's not a name on there that I can say that 
Tebow wouldn't beat out after yep. seven years being away from the game. Uh, yeah. uh, but again, it's a roster spot. And if he makes that 90 man, then he's definitely probably going to make that 53 man because it's going to be drama mm-hmm. after that point, uh, oh, yeah. especially because they're up for hard knocks on HBO as well. Yep. Uh, I, I like it as a move to take the, the, the pressure off of your quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're, we should be talking Trevor Lawrence right now, right? right. The number one over, overall pick. And we're talking about someone who's number six in the lot in the, in the tight end room. Right. Uh, so I, I think it's a good move in that sense. And, and mm-hmm. tickets, you know, it's going to, you know, preseason oh, yeah. he's, training he's camp back, is going to be packed. Back in Florida, you know, uh, went to the University of Florida, too. And it's just Tim Tebow. People love and hate him. So, you know, he, he, he's a villain to some people and just a hero to others. So either way it goes, he's going to definitely bring some ticket sales. Okay, Frenchie's got your uh, the lock, the tight end room lineup for you. So the uh, leader in the clubhouse as right now, according to their unofficial depth chart, quote-unquote leader, is Chris Manhurts. Never heard of him. Crickets. Uh, a fifth-round pick in this year's draft, Luke Farrell. Uh-huh. A uh, sixth-round pick in last year's draft, Tyler Davis. Reaching. The only name I actually recognize on here, and it's not for anything super special, is James O'Shaughnessy. Mm-hmm. And Ben Ellefson, who was, uh, I believe... A uh, unrestricted or unsigned draft pick last year. So, mm-hmm. so Tebow has a great shot of <laughs> being the starting tight end on that team. You know, depending on how that locker room. Hopefully, their fifth round draft pick can mm-hmm. pull up some PT this year. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it doesn't seem like a bad move. But again, there's Kaepernick who's been out for four years. Yeah. And the whole reason, oh well, okay, we get past everything else, but he's been out of the league for a while, so we don't know if he can cut it. This guy's mm-hmm. been out for seven years. He's coming back into a position he's never played, uh, mm-hmm. a position that he refused to play. He retired because he didn't want to move positions. Now he's willing to come back and, and play this position for his neighbor and former coach. Uh, you know, I like the storyline. I just don't know. You know, I feel like there's better ways about it to uh, appease. I mean, you see a lot of former players upset about that roster spot, which I don't yeah. think is a huge deal because basically all he has to get through training camp. Yep, you know? absolutely. I mean, I'm not, you know, like I, I w- I'm not upset about anybody getting the opportunity to keep continuing to play. Um, you know, for for Tim, I'm happy for him. You know, I hope he stays healthy and doesn't get injured or anything like that. It's a long time to be away from the game of football. Uh, it's a very violent sport and everything like that. So um, hopefully, you know, again, like, I, you know, hopefully he makes it and, and does well there. But, hey, you know, again, to me, there's other, other players probably that could be taking that spot or, or doing it or anything like that. So, I don't know. It's a toss-up. <laughs> if, if HBO Hard Knocks goes there, who's the bigger storyline, Trevor Lawrence, Urban Meyer, or Tebow? Uh, it's going to be a three-ring circus, to be honest <laughs> with you. That's a great uh, word, circus. <laughs> three-ring circus. Bunch of clowns. It's, it's going to be something. Yeah, I, uh, and I think the other option is the Dallas Cowboys, which will also be a, a three-ring circus ah, for, for all sure. different reasons. For sure. Um, you been keeping up with the NBA at all, man? Uh, a little bit. The Lakers, really. Lakers are yeah. <laughs> Lakers are uh, they're in a position. I think there's six right now. A couple yep. more games, uh, and they're in a position to either stay where they are, fall into the uh, play-in game, which is mm-hmm. seven through ten spot, or even move up to the fourth spot. Yep. Uh, if I gave you one front row ticket uh, to see one superstar, no other superstars on a team, would you want that ticket at a neutral site? Would you want that ticket for KD, Curry, or LeBron? Um, I would say, um, gosh, I'll go with Curry. Curry. You'd rather sit yeah. front row to see Curry shoot lights out than see yep. KD dunk, shoot, maneuver, yep. spin, or to see the possible king, the greatest possible ever, 
uh, which you know we know is Jordan, but uh, you you rather see Curry than yes than LeBron. Wow. To be fair, Steph's the only one of the three that's staying healthy consistently right now, <laughs> which is saying something considering Steph missed almost all of last season. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah, banking on, on I was banking on KD being the comeback player of the year this year just because KB KD was coming back, yeah. and so obviously he would be. The, but Steph mm-hmm. is probably the comeback player of the year this well, year. Well, the, the stuff that Steph is doing is you know it's on on. Real revolutionizing what's happening, like in a sense, and to see that live would be, you know, the the range that he's shooting from and the things that he's doing on the court is, is another thing. Um, some of the stuff that LeBron and KD do, like you you see it every day in, in the basketball game, like the stuff Steph is doing, you're not, you don't see that every day. Yeah, but to see that size, LeBron's size up close mm-hmm. on other players, and Steph, you know, he had 49 points a couple games ago, mm-hmm. uh, and then he went one for 11 two nights ago, yeah, from three. So, you know, what if that game you show up to, he's one for 11. Are you still happy you made that choice? Oh, man, I'm, I'm throwing some ice water <laughs> yeah, on him. You know, I, I don't kick that out of the arena. That's why I think <laughs> I think I'm taking if, if all those players are healthy. and I got one game, one all star. I want to see LeBron because I can just go down and say I saw LeBron front row, whatever. But I yep. think exciting wise, yes, Steph would be amazing. KD, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, if KD is going one for 11, he's still giving me a couple dunks, some inside moves, yep. just bossing on players, some steals. I just think the all-around play between him and LeBron is maybe what I'm leaning towards. But I, I can't say you're wrong with Seth. I mean, mm-hmm. he can come out again and give you 63 points from all over the court. Yes, Layups everywhere. Uh, let's get into this uh, bank on a statement. And uh, then we'll let you get out of here, man. Get back to work. I know you're a busy man. Busy. Fire it up, Frenchie. They may not catch him. Tavian Banks on the second play from scrimmage. Inside the 20. Forget about it. It's time for Bank On It with former Iowa Hawkeye great Tavian Banks. All right, man. You won uh, someone $25 a couple weeks ago. Here's your chance to win another $25 for someone. Mm. Uh, The Preakness coming up. And the favorite, you guessed it, the steroid-driven, cheating Bob Befford and his Medina spirit. Uh, They're still qualified in the Preakness. They're still being allowed to run as of right now, and they are the favorite. Uh, You taking Medina spirit or the field? Medina. Yeah, you can see, I mean, come on, HGH. If you gave me Barry Bonds or the field when mm-hmm. I knew Barry Bonds was going to juice for that game, you're taking Barry Bonds, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I, I hate to just assume this horse is a juicer, but I mean, Bob Baffer's been—he's been in a couple bad incidents. Uh, but I'm with you, man. Uh, we'll we'll open up these phone lines here next hour and uh, see if someone wants to take the field against you, and we'll see what comes out. I believe it's this weekend, right, Frenchie? Freakness. Uh, either next or this weekend or coming up in the next couple of weeks. Oh, well, that was Frenchie, you you yeah, have one job. You know, Your I, job is to, to know that stuff right there. Okay, Google. That's all he had to say. <laughs> okay, Google. And he's like, ah, oh, this week or maybe maybe in a few weeks. I don't know. I think possibly this summer. He's obviously not a sports fan like you are, Tavian. No. Uh, <laughs> we, we appreciate you joining us, man. Uh, okay. Catch you next week. We're going to try to broadcast live from the uh, do tour next week. So uh, we'll try to get you on the phone lines. Or if you're downtown in the area, we'll get you on site. Awesome, man. All right. Appreciate you, man. We'll appreciate talk to you. you guys, man. Talk soon. We'll talk to you. Former NFL scat back, three-time, three-time, three-time Gatorade player of the year for the state of Iowa, Tavian Banks. Always a good time with that man. He's got the uh, impressionable laugh. Makes you want to laugh after his laugh. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're open up these phone lines. Give someone a chance to win $25. 515-244-1350. Let's go deep. Slow down. Baby, we 
took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town Baby Medina Spirit favorite nine to five, nine to five odds uh, in the Preakness this weekend, which is this Saturday. Tavian Banks has taken Medina Spirit over the field. Your chance to take the field and win $25 to Wingstop. 515-244-1350, 244-1350. Uh, taking callers right now, 515-244-1350. Uh, concert Tour is a five to two odds right behind Medina Spirit. Um, Midnight Bourbon, five to one. Crowded Trade, 10 to one. Uh, keep me in mind, 15 to one risky risk taking 15 to one. I kind of like that one Ram 30 to one. Uh, so Medina spirit, the, the fact that Medina is still able to run, I think it's going to make the horse racing in general. Think about how close they put the Preakness to the Kentucky Derby. Um, obviously when I'm close enough where the, the horses are still in shape and trained, uh, and ready to go, but you, you need time for incidents like this. If, if it's going to take us three weeks to find out if a cheater is a cheater, uh, we need to wait three weeks before we have that next race and let that cheater run in the race again, right? Frenchy learning the board here. The part that I don't like is the fact that he didn't get stripped of the title because, you know, I'm just looking at it as, you know, imagine if it's a bad look on horse racing. You know, imagine Very. if you're a baseball team and you cheat your way to a title and they don't strip. Oh, wait, never mind. Yeah, oh, that's happened before. Like that, I said, that, all I care about is Vegas. Vegas not taking that $120 back from me from, from last week and uh, the same this week. I mean, I, I wouldn't go against Tavian. By the way, 515-244-1350, uh, Tavian took Medina Spirit over the field. Your opportunity to take the opposite and win $25 to Wingstop next week. We'll also have you on next week and uh, talk a little racing and uh, whatever your favorite sport is. We'll jump into that a little bit as well. 515-244-1350. Uh, I, I, I'm with Tavian though. I got to take Medina. If I know this topical cream is probably still being applied. Um, and obviously they're going to check for, it. I, I still got to understand why we don't test, you know, you test boxers all the way up into weigh in and then other tests right before the fight. Why are we not testing horses right before they get into the pen or whatever it's called that they load in? Uh, why, why? And if the test takes that long, then it's got to be another way. It's got to be a faster test. I, you know, I, I don't even know another option. If the test takes that long, you got to check and see if this horse has any of any of the illegal substances. And if that cream is not a big deal, then take it off the illegal substance list. But obviously, if I come in second place and 24 hours later, I heard that you took something that we're not allowed to take and you're the one who beat me. I want that crown. But more than me wanting that crown, I want you punished. I want I want to see that cheaters can't can't succeed this way and right now cheaters are succeeding uh Bafford is succeeding he's he's the most dominant trainer uh in horse racing and he's getting away with all these incidents that keep coming up for him even though he's winning and horse racing talking about banning him for a year or a couple years is only going to kill horse racing <laughs> it's going to give another horse an opportunity but it's going to kill their brand so I don't know if they want to do that either but letting him run into Preakness yeah Vegas, uh, all my money's gone that way because I know you're not taking it back from me. History tells that you're not taking it back. And if you do, I know there's going to be a civil lawsuit that I can join to make sure I at least get my $120 back. But uh, you you lean in the field, Frenchie? I, I, I'm I leaning the field because I think that Baffert, at, at least for now, is going to stop using that cream because <laughs> he's been caught. He was caught last year. Yeah, but I think people are making it an even bigger deal now because his horse that was using it won the Kentucky Derby, which you can talk about the Belmont, you can talk about the Preakness. 
horse racing's biggest event is the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, and and the opportunity at the Triple Crown, and I think that's why they can't pull him from the Preakness right now because then you won't have a Triple Crown at all or even an opportunity for a Triple Crown. Yeah. And therefore, the ratings for the Preakness would completely drop. You know how many more people are watching the Preakness now knowing that Medina is in it? One, because of the controversy. Two, because now there's a possibility for a Triple Crown. And three, because there's nothing else on. But, uh, but I, you know, I think I understand where the Preakness is coming from. But I think you just postpone the Preakness or just you got to kick them out and say we don't have a Triple Crown this year. It's, it's, sorry we caught had a cheater. You know, it's just like baseball. Like you said, there's going to be some upset fans. We got to do what we what we can do after the fact, ex post factos. But it, at this point, you're letting a cheater back into the race. Yeah, I I think at the very least, you suspend them from the Preakness, maybe even the Belmont Stakes as well. You let them race maybe some of the smaller races, but... I, I don't even know if you let them race, because what if they win one of the smaller races and I come in second? I, I'm i still looking at you like, uh, you know, can I search for that cream? Can I, can I sniff around your horse? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering how many of the competitors are now going to use this cream this week and oh. they get caught and be like, well, why do we get punished when they don't? Yep, exactly. And a big part of that is Bob Baffert because he's such a big part of the league. Uh, but it's, I, I don't know how you just let a cheater cheat. And, and I, you could say we did this in baseball for a long time with uh, steroids and whatnot. And we knew they were on them, but we didn't care until someone made it public. And then the rest of the world cared. And then we went after it. And for that reason, Barry Bonds may not be in the hall of fame. Uh, but you know, I'm still an advocate of Pete Rose being in the Hall of Fame. So I don't think this really I think it hurts Bob Baffert's legacy, but I still think he goes down as one of the greatest in the league, no matter what. But if this is the second time he's been caught with the same chemical and the same cream, then why are we using this chemical? If it's not helping your horse race, why are we using it? If it's for a rash, let's figure out something else. If it's for muscle pain, then it might be HDH and it might be, you know, it might be growing something else in there, which is helping your horse race. But I feel like Medina Spirit would have won without this. So to me, I'm not understanding what's the point of continuing to use it if you got caught last year and now this year, now you're winning horse. Uh, but if you're going to put Medina Spirit in the Preakness, I'm going to bet on Medina Spirit. If you're going to put Medina Spirit in the Belmont after they win the Preakness, I'm going to bet on Medina Spirit and you're not going to take my money back. And I'm okay with that. So, uh, you know, if cheaters want to prospire, then let them. If we're not going to, if we're not going to punish them, let them. If, if the Astros figured out a way to hit on trash cans and you couldn't figure it out, let them. If we're not going to give them the title back, but I, I, I think we need to be consistent and maybe not across all sports, but we need to be consistent. We can't go take Reggie Bush's Heisman, but not take your championship or not take your triple crown. Uh, 515-244-1350. We're going to open up the phone lines in the second hour. Uh, still to come in the second hour, we got Sean Malto. Uh, my man has won gold at the uh, Skateboarding Street League, Rob Derdick League. Uh, he's won silver at the X Games. He won silver at the World Skateboarding Championship. Out of KC, I'm guessing he's a Chiefs fan. We're going to learn more about him. Uh, also coming up in the second hour, we're at comedian Dante Powell. We'll talk a little, uh, of course, we'll have his big O segment. We'll talk a little NBA. We'll talk a little cheating. I'm sure Dante's cheated in his time. He seems like the type of kid who sat in the back of the classroom looking at other people's tests. Uh, but maybe that was just me. Uh, and then we also have Frenchie's D3 and 3 coming up in the second hour. And again, we'll open up these phone lines or we'll try to 515-244-1350. Uh, missing anything for the first hour, Frenchie? Uh, just really quick. The uh, NBA has officially created a uh, new award in the honor of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It'll be awarded to a player that has basically worked to be aware or awareness of social justice and diversity. 
don't they already have one of those awards or is that more just like helping your community award that was the help of the community this is like specifically designed for social injustice off of luau cinder cream all right i i can i can get down with that i don't know who uh is are people gonna be mad if lebron wins this award I mean, I don't know if there's anyone that's been more outspoken. <laughs> Personally, I think that the award, the first award should go to the WNBA because they've been on this for years. Yeah. And the NBA just started doing it this past year. The really. WNBA also had an owner in Atlanta of the dream who uh, didn't have the most choice words for the public as well. So, uh, you know, we all have issues in our leagues. Uh, but LeBron obviously is the frontier for this, but I think the world would be mad, furious if he won this award. And the comments would be hilarious on Facebook. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Get to the second hour. Storm also coming up in about 20 minutes. Let's go deep. He's going to go deep. And I mean deep. And I mean touchdowns. Live from the Horizon Event Center studio, it's time to go deep with your host, Tariq, only on 1350 ESPN. Said I'm going to be a legend soon. I'm a legend now. Go deep. You had one ticket, front row, Curry, LeBron, or KD. You going to Brooklyn, you going to San Fran, or you going to Showtime Lakers. One superstar on that team, you get to see front row one night. Curry could go one for 11. He could drop 63. LeBron, he's at least going 40%. KD is doing a little bit of everything. Which ticket you taking? Frenchie, I know Tavian said he, uh, Tavian Banks joined us in the first hour. Thank you to him. Also, thanks to uh, Bryce Weststein, number one women's skateboarder in the U.S. Uh, had a good 15 minutes with her. She's she's a, I would love to just have her around all day because she's positive and she thinks I'm really cool for some reason. Uh, so uh, appreciate her coming through. Due tour in Des Moines next Thursday, May 20th through the 23rd. I think ticket slots are possibly sold out, but check out detour.com. They are free. Uh, you just have to pick your specific hour slot because they were limited. Uh, but one ticket, Curry, LeBron, or KD front row. Who you got, Frenchie? I mean, I'm taking Curry. I've been to Steph Curry fans back who's a Davidson. I've been a Warriors fan for the last decade. I, I will always take the opportunity to see Golden State play. Fair enough. And I, like I told Tavian, who picked Curry as well, I can't I can't say that's a wrong answer. Uh, I also fear that Curry could go one for 11 that night. Um LeBron, I feel like an opportunity to see LeBron front row, especially in LA uh, or anywhere for that matter, is an opportunity you have to take as a one-time, once-in-a-lifetime. If those your only opportunity you think in your life to have that opportunity, it's it's like a, a Kobe, it's like a it's like a Jordan. You know, I think a lot of people before Kobe passed away would would pick someone over Kobe because they're like ah, they had so much hate for Kobe, but not thinking about the entertainment he puts on on the field and i feel like people have that for lebron right now kobe got his flowers now because he's passed away lebron is going to take till after he passes away for people to look at those highlights and be like wow that dude was big and moving fast you know magic johnson but stronger magic johnson but faster magic magic johnson but more accurate shooter uh but for me as an nba fan a basketball fan i think i'm taking that kd i think i'm going to brooklyn i think i'm taking that kd ticket because i know kd's hitting those threes from deep He's hitting those mid-rangers. He's spinning on people. He's dunking. He's, he's a little bit of Curry and and LeBron and way more efficient. Uh, but I can't be mad when you say Curry because I would love to just sit baseline, half court, and Curry just stops in front of me every other time down a court and shoots and launch and makes it. Uh, the energy that that uh, three like that picks up in the room almost as much as a, a big-time dunk on someone. 
Uh, so I, I think it's a hard ticket. We'll ask Dante Powell. He's joining us here in about 30 minutes. Um, comedian Dante Powell. We'll see where he's at this weekend as far as live stand-up. Uh, but I, I wonder which ticket. I, I got. I think he's probably going to say Curry as well. Uh, but he's a Lakers fan, so he probably would say LeBron. And he's a little older like me. So uh, I think I think as you get older, you realize the opportunities are going to become slim to none to see some of these players uh, anymore. And LeBron, I feel like, is one you have to take. Although I think I, I take KD, but I can't be mad at that Curry pick as well. Uh, we'll also get into Frenchie's D3 and 3 this hour. Uh, coming up here in a couple minutes, actually. Uh, maybe talk a little D2. I think uh, they're in their championships or playoffs this week. I actually couldn't. I think they got canceled. I don't even know if there were uh, D2 championships. Like I, I remember a couple weeks ago, there was two weeks left or two, you know, it was a couple games left. Or maybe it happened a couple weeks ago, the championship on ESPN two weeks ago. Uh, you know, see how much we know about D2. And uh, I know just as much as about D3, but Frenchie knows enough about D3 that we're going to limit them to three minutes here in a couple minutes. Uh, we also have Sean Malto. Sean Malto won gold at the Street League, Rob Derrick's Street League. He won silver at the X Games. He won silver at the World Skateboarding Championship. Uh, the dude is nice. He's been skating since he was about 10 years old. I think he's 30 now. Uh, lives in Kansas City, maybe originally from Maryland. So hopefully he's an Eagles fan, not a Chiefs fan. Uh, he'll be joining us here in about seven minutes, calling in. Uh, Frenchie, let's go ahead and get to your uh, D3 and 3 so we can make time for uh, Sean because I'm real excited about him joining us. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, most well-produced D3 segment and radio. Can't forget the little guys. Don't forget the little guys. It's time for D3 and 3 with producer Frenchie. Three minutes dedicated to Division 3 sports in the state of Iowa. We are going to get some. So it is a busy weekend as we are getting ready for the conclusion, not just of the the uh, sports year, but the school year as well. A lot of the privates, you know, you see a lot of, you know, Iowa, Iowa State usually have their graduations the first couple of weeks in May. But you see schools like Simpson, Central, Wartburg, Loris, these schools that are in, you know, the American Rivers Conference usually don't finish up school till almost Memorial Day weekend in some cases. I knew I graduated the day before Memorial Day in uh, 2018. But, you know, when you look at it, this is a really busy time. You've got outdoor track. You've got baseball. You've got softball. You had football just wrap up. You had volleyball just wrap up because of them getting moved to the spring. You've got uh, golf in some cases of teams moving the sport, tennis. Um, but the big ones right now in the American Rivers Conference the uh, softball tournament actually started today as uh, game ones, uh, game one for each of the uh, first round of the softball tournament began over at Lions Field at Wartburg as uh, Wartburg won the conference this year. A huge step up for them considering this was a team that used to really struggle in softball. So huge shout out to uh, their uh, coaching staff as uh, they've really come alive. But uh um, the uh, Loris, or excuse me, the Luther Norse and Simpson Storm playing today at 10 a.m. As well as, um, excuse me, Warper came in second this year, but they are hosting one segment of the uh, tournament as they broke it up into two locations because of COVID. But the other game one, Central versus Nebraska Westing, started at 10 a.m. today at noon. Number one, Co will take on number eight, Buena Vista, and number two. Warburg will take on number seven, University of Dubuque. And also this weekend, you've got the uh, American River Conference Outdoor Championships. You've got baseball wrapping up its regular season this week with Senior Day on the horizon for a lot of seniors. 
um, with the American Rivers Conference, well represented in outdoor track as well. Warburg number one in men's and Loris number four. And the cool thing, we are officially going to have national championships for outdoor track. The indoor season had theirs canceled, and Warburg ended up hosting an indoor select, which was really cool. But North Carolina, AT&T State University, and the Greensboro Sports Foundation will be hosting the uh, outdoor national championship in Greensboro coming up in a couple weeks. And just really excited to actually have, you know, D3 national championships. Again, it's been over a year since these athletes have actually gotten to compete for a national, an official national title. And I think this will just be a great thing for them to be able to do. So D3 and 3, there's a host of stuff going on in the American Rivers Conference this week. But nothing going on in D2, as far as we know. As far as I, <laughs> as far as I could find. Um, the, I think it was about three weeks ago. I need to double check it, but I think we missed the championship a couple weeks ago. Uh, I will say uh, South Dakota State University, the Jackrabbits, will be playing here, I believe, this weekend for the FCS National Championship. North Dakota State getting upset. Who, who are yeah. they playing? I'm trying to find that right now, but I uh, did see that South Dakota, the Jackrabbits will be heading to the uh, National Championship, yeah. and it's it's interesting to have a Dakota school that's going to be playing for the National Championship that's not the Bison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but those Dakotas, those they're switching off. You know, Bison dominate for a while. Jackrabbits are starting to come up now. Uh, appreciate the D three and three Frenchie. As I mentioned, still to come, we got comedian Dante Powell coming up in about twenty minutes, and uh, skateboarder, X Games, possible Olympian, uh, Sean Malto joining us in about three minutes. Cool dude. We're gonna talk a little sports with him. Talk a little do tour. Do tour headed to Des Moines. Next Thursday, May 20th, through the weekend, through Sunday. Sunday will be championships. Thursday will be qualifiers. Uh, and Bryce Wetstein, who joined us in the first hour, she is ranked number one in the U.S. for women's. Her opportunity to go to Japan lies in Des Moines at their new skate park. I'm real excited to check it out. As I mentioned, I'm flying to Vegas two hours after we uh, do our show next week. Uh, pretty excited to go see uh, our boy Carlos at Wet Republic. Vegas forecast looks about 98 to 99 degrees every single day. Gotta love living in the desert. I don't know if I... I, I think I like it because I like Arizona and uh, uh, it's dry heat, not this humidity crap that we get in Iowa. Uh, but And most of my friends who live in Vegas never go to the Strip anyway. But real excited to get back out there. Hopefully uh, I don't come back with any diseases besides COVID. Um, but excited. Uh, so South Dakota State will be playing Sam Houston Sam this Houston weekend. State. Yep, they'll be playing on Sunday at one o'clock central time and it will be shown on abc so if you want to check out some fcs talent it's a good, good where, time to watch where is that game played um i believe it is yep toyota stadium in frisco texas ah dirty south all right well uh let's get us a quick break here and then we'll come back with uh sean malto x game finalist street league champion uh, i wonder what it was like hanging out with rob deerdeck we'll check in with him this is go deep You're tuned in to Go Deep, 1350 ESPN. Welcome back to the program. Again, shout out Bryce Wetstein. First of all, cool name for a girl uh, and just cool girl. 17 years old in high school, gets to skip school to go skate around places and possibly make the Olympics, go to Tokyo. Uh, she seemed real spiritual. At first, I thought she was trolling me. She was just so nice. Uh, but we appreciate her joining us. She'll be here in Des Moines for her first time ever. Uh, for the do tour, and I believe it's going to be a lot of these kids from around the world, Brazil, a lot of these kids getting to come to Iowa for their first time. Never thought, never thought that Des Moines would be hosting such a huge, huge event and the only Olympic qualifier for skateboarding in the United States this year. So uh, make sure you can check it out. Find a, find a, a patio somewhere close by downtown next week, Thursday through Sunday, the do tour. 
Uh, joining, joining us now, we have uh, Sean Malto. I mean, he has won gold in the street league, silver at the World X Games, silver at the World Skateboarding Championship. Sean Malto. I know the gold has probably meant the most at the street league, uh, but do you have a, a second best title, a best run that you uh, appreciate the most, Sean? Um, you know, like, yeah, the street league victory was, uh, the championship was the best one for me, but I do hold, uh, I got second silver in Brazil, um, and at X games and that one, uh, that one sits close to home as well. Yeah. And it's in Brazil, man. Beautiful place. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> beautiful place. Skateboarding is probably taking you all over the world. Can you name some of the stamps you got on your pace, passport? Thanks to skateboarding. Oh man, uh, I, I feel like ninety nine percent of my stamps are <laughs> otherwise you'd still be in Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you said Brazil. What's the other cool places you've been? Uh, Australia, oh, Copenhagen, yeah. uh, Japan, China, uh, Mexico. Been you know uh, all around the world. Um, but I, I still have some key places I'm trying to get to that I haven't been to. So I'm hoping, you know, as the world opens up, I'm able to get out there. Yeah, keep moving. I mean, we got uh, we got the Olympics coming up. You've been to Japan, but the, not for the Olympics, right? I've never been to the Olympics ever as a spectator. Japan, I love Japan. So uh, I am excited to potentially go. Hey, you'll uh, be there, man. You'll be there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you you have you been to Des Moines before? I know you're not far. Being in Kansas City, you ever cross over to Court Avenue? Yeah, of course. I've been to Des Moines uh, a few times. Um, I had some friends up there, and skate community in the Midwest is super tight knit. So I would go up to Des Moines, hang out at Subsect, and and those guys come down to Kansas City, and uh, so yeah, I, I have uh, close connections with Des Moines. And man, you've been you've been skating since you were ten years old to be able to do things like X Games and street leagues and do tours and possibly Olympics. Uh, when you first started skating, was the goal always to be like the best skater in the world, or were you just having fun being a punk skater? Well, you know, I, it all starts with fun, and it still is all about fun. Yeah, of uh, course. Uh, fortunately for me, Detour and Mountain Dew, you know, they have like progressed the game of skating, so. Uh, it's given people like myself an opportunity to be able to grow and to make this a career. Um, and so I am, you know, I never thought in my wildest dreams I'd be going to a 90,000 square foot skate park in Des Moines, Iowa for a global qualifier. For Who D4. knew, man? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm excited to be able to have that opportunity and um, can't wait. Yeah, man. And uh, that. I could tell you firsthand riding by it this morning, that skate park is, it's amazing. It looks fantastic. So uh, I'm excited. To see, yeah. I'm excited to see it lit, lit up. We had uh Bryce Westine on in our first hour. Um, she obviously okay. never been to Des Moines, but uh, you know, obviously a, a big skater, but she also skates snowboards. Are you into other uh, extreme sports? Uh, yeah. I love snowboarding as well. Um, you know, I don't get to do it as often as, I would like, uh, the weather permitting. Yeah, I, I, li I live in sunny California. It's kind of hard not to skate every day here. Um, but I love snowboarding. Uh, I know golfing is not an action sport, but I love golfing as well. It's so a sport. Those are kind of my, those are kind of my vices. And no, no surfing being in California. You know, I grew up in Kansas city. Yeah. Wasn't yeah. Very, uh, <laughs> not many oceans around. 
No, there wasn't really a lot of places to learn that growing up. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and like you said, so you're in California now. You grew up in Kansas City, but you're from Maryland. Please tell me you're an Eagles fan and not a Chiefs fan. Or wh- where do you lie when it comes to the sports side? You know, I was born in Maryland, but I got out of Maryland in the first six months of my life. Uh, smart, so smart, fair enough. I don't, I don't know much about uh, the East Coast, Maryland. Um, <laughs> but yes, at Chiefs fan, one hundred percent. Okay, my producer Frenchie in here is a Chiefs fan. Unfortunately, I got to see that ugly fa- face mask every day of Kansas City. Uh, actually, uh, I, I'm I'm actually a Chiefs fan. I'm I'm a big time Eagles fan. I'm from Philadelphia, so Andy Reid has my heart. Uh, so when he when he went to the Chiefs, the Chiefs got my blessing. So I was really excited when you guys won that championship. Uh, yeah, Andy Andy Reid deserves one. He deserves. He one, definitely so. does. You know who's more likely to be back at the Super Bowl this ne- upcoming year? The Buccaneers or the Chiefs? If only one team uh, made it. Man, I think we learned last year it's hard to bet against Tom Brady, Brady but I am going with my man Patrick Mahomes. You got to say that. Hundred percent. Right? <laughs> you got to say that. I mean, it's your team. I mean, we're we're we've been there two in a row, so might as well make it three. And, and I still feel safe calling you guys the best offense in the NFL. I just don't know if I can call you the best team in the NFL. The Buccaneers returned 22 starters. Their defense was the reason they won. I think last year they, they shut down Mahomes for the most part, had him running. Uh, okay. But, yeah, I understand that. And, uh, it's a, it's <laughs> no a fair offense. thing, but you know, my great athletes come back stronger and I do uh, fully expect that from Patrick Mahomes and the boys. Yeah. So, I, I, I agree with that. And they, they reloaded on defense as well and offensive line. Uh, so we we're not going to go out to California and catch you in a Chargers jersey, then, right? Oh, no I, you know, way! Blasphemy! Don't make don't no make Frenchie throw up in here. Uh-uh. Hey, I'm just making sure you know where your uh, loyalties lie. Where where in California are you? I'm actually in a city called Sherman Oaks, which is oh, right yeah. outside of Studio City. Yep. Um, and what's kind of amazing about uh the house that I got is it's literally right near the biggest Chiefs bar in Los Angeles called Jalapeno Peach. Well, Scott, so I got a place to go and, and feel right at home. And if skateboarding doesn't work out, you got the porn industry right there too. So, you know, uh, always- there, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> there is Studio City in the Valley. Uh, Studio City. Uh, what- for a couple things. Obviously, the Olympics are the aspiration, man. Uh, I never personally thought I would see skating in the Olympics. You know, I I grew up in Philadelphia. Then I moved to Ames, Iowa for high school uh, where all my friends were skaters. But skating wasn't a sport then. It was like we're getting chased out of places. Uh, And then even living in Santa Cruz for four years, Santa Cruz, California, you know, all my friends were skaters, snowboarders and surfers. uh, But it was still frowned upon as like you punk skaters. It wasn't, you know. Uh, obviously X Games were out there and it became such a huge thing, but Olympics, I, I feel like that's such a next level. What what does it mean to you if you make it to, when you make it to the Olympics this year? Uh, you know, it, the Olympics is the highest form of competition and it would mean a lot in that aspect of, of skating. And I'm excited to go. I'm excited Mountain Dew is giving me an opportunity to, to pursue that along with everyone else in the world. Uh, but at the same time, skating, skating, like just because it's in the Olympics does not mean we're still getting run out of spots every yeah. day. <laughs> fair, so fair. we're still in the streets. We're still filming these video parts. We're still trying to uh, be creative on that side. But I am excited to uh, have a shot at the highest form of competition there is in the entire world. Isn't that the kind of uh, a great part about skating, though, being chased out of spots, knowing that what you're doing is potentially illegal but fun? 
Is that I part mean, of the draw? That's that's the whole basis of skating. It's, yeah. it's get in there, try your tricks, get out. Like it, it's kind of the the little song and dance of skating, and uh, you know that's why we all love it, and that's the ground roots of it. Um, this is just it's a, a huge complementary part to the industry as a whole. So um, you know, some skaters are uh, there's different opinions on the olympics but for me i'm like this is the best possible scenario for the competition side yeah. of skating yeah and it's about time um, um congratulations by the way but it's about time it should have happened a long time ago uh as, as a kid i try to keep up with some of the skating names and trick names uh, as an adult i have no clue what are three of the weirdest skater skate trick names that you can think of right now because boneless ones and everything else <laughs> uh, i you know it, it no longer describe it used to be where 360 was in all the names so i at least knew there was a spin in there now i have no yeah. clue what people are talking about until i see it oh you know you add names in there there's low fee grinds there's uh i always thought there's a popular trick called the impossible which i always thought was kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah the impossible but it's not impossible obviously yeah impossible is very possible uh, hard flips, which you know, I I don't know where these names came up. Yeah, I but, have, have uh, you ever named I, a trick? I personally have not named a trick now, but uh, I do have a spot in Kansas City named after me um, because that's kind of how we do it in KC. When somebody comes and skates the spot, it kind of becomes their spot if they're the first one to hit it. So yeah. we have the bear rail, the Ashad rail. And, there's the Malto gap and the Malto rail in Kansas City, too. So I am proud of that. That's awesome. Joining here with uh, Sean Malto here on 1350 ESPN Des Moines. Uh, go deep. Uh, what is, uh, can you explain what a, a ghetto bird is or a com- com- comply flip? Like, uh, nope. No comply is. <laughs> no comply. There we go. Yeah. It, it's, that's an old school trick. Uh, you just kind of, you put one foot on the ground and you turn around 180 and you throw your your foot back on the board. Okay. Um, that was an old school trick that has uh, made its way right back into the modern skateboarding industry. Um, a ghetto bird, though. That just feels like I'm back in Philly flipping somebody off. Uh, I, with- <laughs> I honestly don't even know where that came from. But <laughs> yeah. that is, for the skaters out there listening, a nolly hard flip backside 180. So, <laughs> Okay, okay. I've heard of backside 180. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's just uh, skating and horse names and, or for racing and then bird names for like scientific bird names or have always just weirded me out with all, you know, where do these come from? The shove it. Are you actually shoving it or is it shove it? Uh, you're shoving it. it it's there's, there's some shove in the shove it. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, that one makes sense. Cause you take your back foot and you try to just kind of shovel it around. And as I mentioned earlier, man, we talked with, uh, Bryce, who's 17 years old, number one in women right now. Um, do you recall like high school being able to leave high school, skip class to go skateboard for events and whatnot? Do you remember those days? You know what's crazy? I remember them clearly because I uh, skipped half of high school just in general. Yeah, you know, that was what <laughs> skaters did. But to be able to legally have a note to say, hey, I'm going to skate instead of just skipping, uh, it feels like <laughs> times have changed. Uh, yeah, I I went I went actually homeschool uh, pretty early into high school just because of my skate career and um, thankfully my mom um, 
saw a rare opportunity that I had, and she trusted in me to, to pursue that. And so, um, you, you know, I went home school early so I could travel and skate and, and do the things that I needed to do at a young age. Yeah, it sounds like you had some cool parents, but it wasn't your parents that got you into skating. It was your siblings. Is that right? Or they kind of influenced you? Yeah, it was my older brother. Um, I have three older brothers. They all were active in, in skating and, uh, you know, little brother syndrome. I couldn't be left out. So yeah, anytime they did something, I had to be better than them at that something. So. And smaller and taking those falls, you were bound to be better. You know, yeah. at what point did you look at your brother and say, I can do this and you can, or I'm better than you right now? Was that 10, you know, 12? We, we were all pretty close. Um, and, you know, they are better at me than some things than others. Uh, but I would say probably around 12 to 13, it was like, okay, you know, I, I was getting on the bigger rails. I was getting on the bigger gaps. And, but my brothers taught me so much. And um, to have them around and be skating by my side growing up, I, I think that formed me into the skateboarder I am today. Yeah, what better bonding than just hanging out, skating, cruising the loop with your, with your brothers? Sounds Absolutely. like a great time. Well, man, we appreciate your time. Uh, can't wait to see you in Des Moines next week. We'll be out there Thursday morning broadcasting live. So if you're around qualifying, stop, jump over and hop on air with us. Uh, Absolutely. But, I'll teach you how to do shove it. Yes. Show me that shove it so I can shove it in Frenchie's face. Uh, <laughs> uh, appreciate you, man. Safe travels. Sean Motto, uh, appreciate you joining us and uh, look forward to it, man. Congrats on making it this far. And like I said, I know you're going to be in Tokyo. Uh, just wait, can't wait for you to see this uh, Lorison Park we got for you here in Des Moines. I can't wait. I appreciate it. I'll see you soon. Yep. Have a good weekend, man. Sean Malto, X Games, Street League, World Skateboarding Championship, and his opportunity to go to the Olympics next week here in Des Moines with the Dew Tour, May 20th through 23rd. We're going to take a quick break. Comedian Dante Powell, right after this. Let's go deep. Welcome back to Go Deep with your host, Tyreek, live from the Horizon Event Center Studios. Still not sure if uh, Bryce Wetstein was trolling me earlier about how nice she was being and excited to see me next week. Uh, you know, I feel like Elvis is Duran now, but yeah, she felt like it was she was using a fake voice with a possible English accent and trolling me the whole time. But I, I think she's just really that nice and that respectful and intelligent old soul of a 17 year old. Uh, Dante, you get a chance to catch that? I did, man. I was uh, also I was impressed. I couldn't believe that. Was I being catfished uh, or? <laughs> like I, I was just like, yo, I wish I had that sort of perspective when I was that age. Maybe I'd be president right now instead of a comedian. You know, or maybe I'd be successful <laughs> at something. You know, she's yeah. so positive. <laughs> I was back at seventeen. I'm like, man, f this world. No one wants to care. No one wants a piece of it. Which, <laughs> which I thought skaters were supposed to be. She's like the happiest skater I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, but uh, you you've never skated, right? Uh, a little bit when I was younger, okay. but I I didn't like get into it. Yeah, that was a statement judging your weight. I was like, oh, you've never skated, right? Just lay on the skateboard and roll. (laughs) I was in excellent shape most of my life until about like 10 years ago when I realized you could still get women being fat. Yeah, that was was like, why am I even trying? That was in for a while. Yep, look, Frenchie flashing his ring. He's like, it works. (laughs) It's called Tinder. So 10 years ago, Tinder came out. He's like, ah, why stop? I can start eating now. I never stopped eating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me either. That's my problem. I have no discipline in the kitchen. 
uh, man, we were, we were talking with uh, Tavian on a few subjects that we'll touch on, but uh, Medina Spirit, you know, he, the horse obviously had some topical cream that had illegal substance in it. Bafford uh, act like he didn't know. Then when he found out, he was baffled. Uh, but this horse, <laughs> th- this horse is able to race in the Preakness this weekend with number one odds to win this thing. Are you taking Medina or are you taking the field? Oh, if you give me the field, I'm always taking the field unless it's like Tiger Woods or something. I mean, but um, it's, it's Tiger Woods because of Bob Baffert, but it's Tiger Woods with ointment on him so he can drive the ball even further. You know, it's... I, yeah, but... Allegedly. Like, I, I don't know. I'm taking the field. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, it wasn't it wasn't that impressive a win no. in the in the derby. So, like... <laughs> And and it's not often that you have a, a two time winner, a triple crown, anything like that. So yeah. the better odds are taking the field right now. And I think he might still there's still time for him to be disqualified. You know, I, I just don't understand how go. he's how he's still in this race. And I think they're just trying to keep viewership because if you take away the opportunity for triple crown, why watch the preakness and then Belmont even, uh, besides betting reasons. But uh it, it's just weird to me that he's still in there because any other sport, you know, if we we said, okay, Barry Bonds is on steroids. He's in the final game of the championship game. We're going to let him play. I'm not betting against Barry Bonds. Unless you're welcome every time and I know it, I'm betting for the guy that I know is stronger because he's taking some added supplements to be stronger, illegal or not. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, I don't know. Horse racing is weird. And yeah, and there's like, I, the odds are just so incredible. It's like you never know. You never know. So yeah. the field is always, you know, I if you said Tom Brady or the field, I your better odds are the field. You know, always. Uh, right. But, yeah, there's still there's still excellence in sport. And, like, uh, again, had it, had it been a, like, a huge victory, yeah, I might I might go along with you there. But it was, it, it was reasonable enough competition that I'm like, oh, this isn't, like, like maybe the cream put the horse over the edge. But, <laughs> I like, again, it was. I, I like the people who cheat and like beat you by a lot. Yeah, yeah, dominate me. But they didn't. Yeah, like yeah. If it was a Barry Bonds type of performance, then I'd be like, okay, seventy. Now I'm runs. a little worried. Yeah. But this horse cheated just to like win by a little bit. And it's like, part, okay, yeah. you, they can make that up. My my problem is is he's been caught. Bafford's horses have been caught with this uh, chemical before, so it's like, okay, right. how Last how is he even. still? Yeah, how is he still? racing this weekend but uh, you know whatever vegas ain't taking my money they haven't taken my money back yet so i'm gonna bet on the the cheater you know and, and hope my eyes are up there and then if he wins and opportunity for a triple crown which never happens i'm gonna bet on cheater again <laughs> uh hey. but if i if i give you the names curry lebron kd your chance at floor seats to see only one who you choosing uh it are, are we going like prime yeah prime Prime, I'm gonna take, but they're the only superstar you're going to see. I'm, we're not. No one else is on their team that you're looking at. It's just I'm going to take player. LeBron. <laughs> yeah, and it's like if I could see LeBron, like that the second, third year in Miami. Yeah, like, that's that's what I want. But if it's just like you're going to throw them all in, and I got to pick at random, I'm probably going to take KD just because. Hmm. Like there's, I, I, here's the thing: if I'm going to watch live basketball. I want to see a little bit of it all. I want to see someone that's excellent at shooting. Like, I want to see someone that's excellent that can dunk well. I want to see someone who can drive. Like, I know that Curry may very well put up seventy and like won't miss from 
just inside half of half court. court yeah. But, you know, KD can do a little bit of that. I, I think I'd, I'd take the entertainment value of a of a KD performance over uh, over the others, even though now that I guess I'm talking about it, Steph, like, yeah, gosh, I can't believe I'm not, I can't believe I'm not picking him. Because yeah, I can't be so, bad for anyone who picks Steph because it's, it's, it's obvious. It seems obvious, but then when you look at KD and then LeBron to have an opportunity to see LeBron up close and personal. So, you know what? I'm actually going to change my answer to LeBron. I don't necessarily care about him. Probably the least amount of the three, but I have seen Steph and KD play in person. I've never seen LeBron play in person. So I'd be willing to, you know, if I had to sacrifice it, I would take the, the, Courtside seat for LeBron. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. If I had to sit by Spike Lee, I guess I'd. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm with you on LeBron is prime. You have to. But it, if I'm just not knowing about basketball, but see highlights of these three players, I'm going KD because I want that all around game. I want that steal, breakout, dunk. I want that, you know, Curry's going to give me that excitement. But the risk of him going one for 11 and me leaving pissed, which I'd probably heckle and it'd still be a fun game. Uh, but I don't know. I, I think it's a tough choice. Uh, you know, Frenchie just changed his choice, but him and Tavian spurred out Curry, no questions asked. And I'm, I get it. Points are fun. Uh, but the entertainment, you know, the Showtime Lakers, KD would be great for that. LeBron in his prime, just dunking, monster dunking on people with someone in front of him is just, it. to me, that's better than a, a deep three. You know? Absolutely. Like, the, I'm telling you, those Miami years, like, that was that was special. Yeah. Yep. And even those those first two years in, back in Cleveland, you know, I know Kyrie yeah. carried some of the weight, but LeBron was still beasting back then. And he he may your boy may come back and beast now. They won last night. They're you know sitting at six seed. They can go four. They can go seven or eight uh, playing game. But they have the easiest schedule in the West to kind of finish out these last two three games. What uh, where are you leaning? You think they're a playing team right now? Um, I think they'll kind of squeak out at least a couple of these last three and end up not having to do the play in. Uh, it, it, man, this year has been, it's been weird. So strange. I, I called it with, uh, your boy Harden leaving, leaving the Rockets warriors, man. I, okay. But I, <laughs> do you, so, so do you feel confident in that or do you go, they could, they could just as easily lose and, you know, yeah, uh, I feel confident in Curry winning a playoff playing game. You know, if I, if I'm a possibly take that front row seat to see Curry, I, I'm confident that I can put the ball in it. You give him an opportunity in that play in game, especially if it's the 10th spot where he wasn't going to get in normally. I think he he's a superstar that gets himself in. I know KD does. I know LeBron does. So I have to believe Curry does as well. Uh, I think any of those games are going to be great, fantastic basketball to watch. Uh, for that play in, I get why players don't like it because that seven eight spot is now in the play in. But with the yeah. you know, Portland and Warriors and uh, Memphis, I mean there there's gonna be some superstars in that play in game. Uh, so right, I, I, I'm excited about it in the East as well. But I, I'm excited about it. I just need Golden State to stay the eight seed. I I don't want them to have to win two games to get into the playoffs because yeah. I don't know if they're gonna be consistent enough to beat two good teams. And they can't beat. You you don't want to see the Lakers in the play. I think you you do for hate. You know if you're hating, but I do because what a what a great way to watch LeBron and Steph. Yeah, in but, a place that neither of them should be. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. I I rather Steph beat someone else. I don't think Steph is going to beat the Lakers if LeBron and AD is there. Yeah, but then he still just has to win the eight nine matchup. Yeah, 
yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm curious to see how this play in game works works out. But I'm with you. It's been a weird weird year. You know, Raptors are out of the playoffs now, which doesn't seem like a surprise. But I've, they got a great coach. I thought they were going to be pretty high. They have a good four. team. They, yeah. they were a top four seed last year with almost the exact same team. Yeah, and now they're yeah. you know Clippers. You don't know when they're going to turn it on, but do I trust Lou Williams or Ty Lou? No, I trust Doc Rivers more in Philly. Uh, but Clippers could win the West. If yeah. I had told you that at this point in the season, with like two, three games left, the Knicks would have clinched a playoff spot and sta- would not would not be a play-in team, but would be ahead of the Celtics, the Pacers, and the Raptors. Would you believe me? I wouldn't believe uh, the Celt- Celtics or the Raptors, for that matter. Pacers, you don't know. I, I have faith in the Knicks because of their coach. You know, uh, anytime you see a, a coach like that who's a defensive player, I did not see Randall coming. You know, I I did not know he had this second boost in his career. Uh, which I'm excited just, to see. But just as an aside, I do think it's interesting that, like, you give yourself a lot of credit for making the call that the Warriors would, <laughs> yeah. would probably end up in the playoffs. Give myself but a lot of credit for I, everything. But yeah, I don't, I don't, get, I don't get any credit at all for pointing out that I thought the Wizards might be okay this year, and despite having so many obstacles thrown at them, uh, they're potentially going to end up getting a play-in spot and – I think they could maybe sneak a win in. So, but the like, the, man. Pro- the problem with that statement is you threw about four maybes in there and a couple potentials, like, and they're just, still the ten seed. Yeah, and so you did bring it up. So great, you know, great job there because Beals has been killing it, and now Russell's picking it up. Uh, but this is only the second time you brought it up because we're only somewhat positive about it now. But again, they're they're a scary team. I I don't really want to play against as a Sixers fan. I don't want to play against the Wizards in the first you round know, of the playoffs. The funny thing is, like. It, you like in a seven game series, like I wouldn't put a penny on the Wizards. No, no, but in one or two, yeah, like that's that's what's exciting about this this play in format. Is like I agree. One or two games, yeah, they could they could get you easy. <laughs> yeah, yep, and that's the whole great thing about March Madness. Hey man, I still hate it. I still hate the discrepancy between the West and the East. Considering you look, the Lakers right now are a play in <laughs> team. In the Western Conference, with their record, they'd be home, get home court advantage in the first round. Yeah, of the I think East. my my Sixers are what one game over five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. The Sixers are forty seven and twenty two. Oh, okay. Which would be the third best record in the West, and they're the one seed in the East. Yep. The yeah. the Grizzlies in a normal year would not be in the playoffs right now because they're the nine seed. With their record, they'd be the seven seed in the East. Yeah, but we've we've always had this discussion where the West was so much more dominant than the East, whether it's the checking Kobe times or whatever. Uh, but then we also got mad when LeBron moved to the West. You know, we said, oh, he played in the East. It's easy. It's simple. Who is he playing against? Just the Celtics. Oh, whatever. He moves to the West, wins the championship his third year. And now it's like, oh, well, he had AD and the West isn't what it used to be. I mean, the West is still, we got the Jazz. We got Denver. Djokovic, by the way, is just, I. you can't take it from him. He's MVP. Yeah. Yo, Joke is winning at the MVP and there's no argument I will hear otherwise. He's been the, consistent. They assist. I think they have a 75% win percentage since uh, Murray went down, which I thought was ridiculous. a big deal. Yeah, they haven't dropped yeah. at all in the standings. They've been in the fourth seed. We thought that the, they and the Lakers were going to drop down to like 6-7, and now here they are, and they're going to have uh, home court advantage in the first round. Yep, if they finish out these last two games. Well, even then, they even have a chance to sneak up to the third seed if the Clippers well, they've got a uh, they've secured the number four seat at least. They've got a four and a half game lead on the Trailblazers. Yeah. Comedian Dante Powell uh, joining us here on Go Deep. Uh, how's your Pelicans looking, Dante? Not great. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's not not a good not a good year for us, man. I don't know what we're I don't know what we're gonna do to get 
out of this funk, but hopefully uh, we can make some moves in free agency and draft well and come back a little bit better next year. Yeah, I think we were saying the same thing at the trade deadline. Like they, they missed on the opportunity with Lonzo Bell getting him out of there and getting something for him. Uh, and now it just feels like a, a coaching issue because you got all these players, Ingram, who is wasting great years. I hate to say it, but wasting great years. And Zion, yeah. who's selling tickets, but he's not going to be consistently healthy. He's not going to, you know, I, I didn't put Zion in that LeBron, KD, Curry, and I don't know if I ever will. You know, I, I like to see Zion from floor seat and for the excitement, but I don't think he'll ever be on that level, you know, or even the Shaq level or whatever people may compare him to. Uh, but yeah, New Orleans. Uh, I think it's just time to start focusing on the Saints here in New Orleans. <laughs> That's rough. I, is that is that a laugh? Or, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it, it's true. Like we're, we're not gonna get like like there's nothing left to do. But you know, start take over. your L and go home. Yep, start over. <laughs> so all your teams are starting over. Uh, before we jump into this big old man, uh, I got to touch on um, you know the player of the week, Tim Tebow, getting himself a job. Seven years out of the league now in a tight end room, who he may actually be the best tight end in there. Uh, hired by his neighbor, Urban Meyer, and former coach, uh, oh. with the possibility of Hard Knocks coming to Jacksonville. Uh, I think it's a smart move to get the attention off of Trevor Lawrence. I don't think it's a smart You could have signed him as an associate coach and got the attention off of Trevor Lawrence uh, to give him a roster spot and have to deal with that. And then he'll probably make the 90-man, which probably means he has to make the 53. It's going to be a lot of backlash. Uh, where are you stand with Tebow right now? I mean, man, I, I wish he hadn't taken that opportunity from someone else but if they're i mean if, if he's given the opportunity yeah i mean then i guess it's it's his so, someone else didn't get the I, opportunity yeah i don't expect them to do anything particularly well like i don't think they're gonna be bringing him in <laughs> no as a tight year. end to like he's not gonna be the next gronk i think <laughs> they're just gonna line him up at tight end put him in motion give him the ball and let him try to like go but yeah like it, it's not gonna I think it's I think it's a huge story now because of name. It'll be a huge story preseason if they end up on hard knocks, and then the season will roll around. And three weeks into the season, will like you won't hear about Tim Tebow. Like he he may score two or three touchdowns on the year uh, on some goal line packages, and then we'll go. Oh, that was a fun little thing they did, but it was probably kind of stupid when you look at how how much how much more helpful it would have been have an actual tight end for Trevor Lawrence to throw to. Yeah, yeah, even a try tight end off the waiver wire. I mean, he's a seven-string tight end right now. The odds of that person who would be in that spot in general instead of Tebow making the roster very slim. And I'm still looking at it as the only reason people care about this is because it's Tim Tebow. If it was yeah. any other player, a former quarterback who after eight years made a transition and was making a return, even if it was for his former coach, people would be excited that someone's, you know, made this comeback and they think it's inspirational. But because it's Tim Tebow, people, there's never been a more polarizing character for someone mm -hmm. who's done nothing wrong. Mm. I, so, uh, yeah, to some degree, but th I think the part of doing nothing wrong is like lacking a certain self awareness <laughs> that, like, you can't play if, in this league. <laughs> yeah, like th there's a bit of like arrogance to I'm going to corner certain uh, privilege that I have into opportunities. So it's like, like I know that a lot of guys may 
see an old coach somewhere and go, oh, let me let me try this out. But uh, imagine imagine having the actual audacity to be like, I'm going to go play baseball, then come back to football, and you're not like Bo Jackson or Deion Sanders or like, you know, uh, someone, Jordan, Kyler yeah. Murray, Jordan, someone who yeah. was. Jordan was bad at baseball, but he came back to a sport that he was dominant in. Uh, you know, Tebow right. wasn't ever dominant in the pro football level. But we weren't we weren't watching Michael Jordan play baseball with actual expectations no, of no. him going pro. We were watching it going, okay, this guy's dad died, and we're going to let yeah. him Work go out there and emotion. play around because he's he's America's hero. Yeah, like, yep. And Tebow, you know, he might be America's hero in another way, but um, I, I just don't understand why you don't just give him the associate coach title and bring him in, get that media media spectacle going. Uh, so if they get, if they get hard knocks, who's who's the bigger uh, who's the better bigger headline? Urban Meyer, uh, Trevor Lawrence, or Tebow? CJ Beathard. Uh, <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm gonna. <laughs> wow, that was such a good. <laughs> yeah. Man, you slid that in perfectly. Yeah, good. Uh, so I'm gonna say Trevor Lawrence because he's got cool hair and he's uh, like I just think he uh, uh, attracts millennials. Like I think. Tebow's time as someone who can, like, like I said, I, I think he's going to end up being less and less of a story. And to be quite honest with you, I don't, I don't even know if he makes it through the year. Like he no, might retire or just training camp, get cut, you know, become yeah. a coach. Uh, but if you know, hard knocks gives hard knocks another reason to go to Jacksonville instead of Dallas, as you got three big, three big storylines, and not even. Tebow for the football field just to follow Tebow about whatever else he's talking about because people love Tebow that much. Yeah. Uh, but uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll jump into your big O. You cool with that? That works for me. Comedian Dante Powell joining us here on Go Deep 1350 ESPN. I'm your host, Tyreek. Go Deep. fact that we're even talking Jacksonville Jaguars before a season even starts, let alone during a season, is impressive. So whether it's Tebow, Trevor Lawrence, or I think the biggest storyline this year, Urban Meyer, uh, good for Jacksonville for bringing some awareness because that team still might end up in London in two years. Uh, join here with uh, comedian Dante Powell. Uh, you know, like we said, uh, Trevor Lawrence should be the headline. I think Urban Meyer is going to be the big thing here. Uh, you mentioned if they win all their games, Trevor Lawrence will still be undefeated for his life. Do you really believe they can win more than three games this year? Oh yeah, I think they can win more than three. Um, they play the Texans twice. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. They they got to go to Houston and bring Houston to them. And yeah, I, I think they'll. I think they'll win. You know, maybe the over under. I, if I had to set it, I'd set it at about Five, six. Because I, I don't know. Ooh. I, I think six is the most they can win this season, but I still think they go under. But again, that division, we don't know what Colts are going to be. They should be a playoff team. We don't know. Titans should return into AFC champion fashion. Uh, Houston is, hopefully they have gotten rid of their quarterback and figured something out by then. So, uh, But there's there's the hype behind, the momentum behind Jacksonville, I think, is, uh, is enough to carry them through, through some games. As scary as it is, I think that Tennessee is the biggest team set up for regression this year. They lost their offensive coordinator. They lost their uh, number two wide receiver. They lost their starting tight end. And 
Tannehill's getting up there in age, and what can he do now without that offensive coordinator that turned him in? Because Vrabel's a defensive coach. It was not Vrabel. It was Arthur Smith. But Arthur Smith's yeah. assistant is still there, and I tell you what you do in Tennessee. Run the damn ball. You know, Turn around and hand it off, and then hit your big receivers when you're Their big action. receiver's gone. Their tight end's gone. Corey Davis left. Corey Davis left, but uh, Brown, they're... Yeah, but beast. we've we've seen what happens to quarterbacks when they have one weapon, even if that quarterback's Aaron freaking Rodgers. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. It's, it's not a tough division for Tennessee, but again, Jacksonville could come, I wouldn't say come out of nowhere, but Jacksonville already had weapons. They just had to plug in some holes and need a quarterback. If Jacksonville were competing for a wild card spot, especially now that there's seven, wild, or there's seven playoff spots, if Jacksonville competed for a wild card spot next year, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't expect it, but it wouldn't shock me because we look at what happened with Andrew Luck. That team went one in fifteen the year before, with or maybe two and fourteen, and then he had them in the playoffs the next year as a rookie. Yeah, but my problem is comparing Trevor Lawrence to Andrew Luck, and I've seen that comparison a lot. And Peyton Manning, I just don't. I know he hasn't won or lost a game since high school or ever in his career. I just. It's, better college record in a better division. So, I mean. Yeah, with a better team, with a great coach and a stacked team. But he was his number one, so he should have went to that team. I just don't. I haven't bought into the Trevor mania just yet. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited. The Lawrence I'll, lunacy. I'll like that. Yeah, I am excited to see how it goes. And Urban Meyer, I'm excited. You know, we haven't seen. Jimmy Johnson is the only one. You can maybe say Barry Switzer, but the only successful college coach who have come to the NFL and succeeded. We've seen many, many big names. Saban. Uh, and why am I blanking here? But I'd argue Harbaugh. Harbaugh, Harbaugh led a team well. to the Super Bowl, but Harbaugh yeah. was not a successful college coach. Well, yes, yeah, Stanford. He is no he, longer. He was the one that yes, helped make yes, Andrew yes, Luck. Yes. What are you Stanford. talking yeah. about? He's no longer. <laughs> he is no longer a successful. I think Harbaugh was a better pro coach than college. But yes, yeah, Stanford was awesome. That's when I lived in California. But Harbaugh doesn't have it. So yes, Harbaugh and Jimmy Johnson. Uh, but I can't name many others who have tried to come up who thought they can just easily walk up, but. Urban Meyer is in one of the best positions I've seen a, a coach come up from college to be in. Uh, let's get to your uh, your Big O segment so we can uh, close on time here. Uh, Frenchie, fire it off, buddy. Oh, oh, oh. The Big O with comedian Dante Powell. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Offensive offensive player of the week or oddball of the week? Where are we going this week, Dante? Um, We're going to do both. I got a couple of offensive honorable mentions and then an oddball. The uh, first offensive honorable mention, it's going to go to Russell Westbrook, who recorded his 182nd career triple-double earlier this week. Uh, So he's the all-time leader in the NBA for triple-doubles, which he's just getting ridiculous. We talked about him last week. He's getting ridiculous. And as you mentioned last Um, week, no matter what he does the rest of the season, he's going to average a triple-double every game this season. Yep. Crazy. And so uh, the second one, uh, this is kind of near and dear to me. Uh, Cincinnati Reds pitcher Wade Miley, who threw a no-hitter mm-hmm. uh, earlier this week. Uh, I want to shout him out because he's a Southeastern Louisiana University alum, oh. just like your boy. Wow. And, uh, okay. and yeah, he uh, he went out and threw a no-hitter against the Cleveland Indians. Yeah. So shout out to him. He's doing great work. Uh, proud of him from Hammond, Louisiana. But the big O this week is the oddball that is uh, former President Donald Trump who said the funniest thing I have ever read in the world, which was, uh, so now even our Kentucky Derby winner, Medina Spirit, is a junkie. Uh, The (laughs) former president called a horse a junkie 
after he got caught and failed the drug test. I love that. And that is that. just incredible. I love that. Is it, and he, he's banned from Twitter and Facebook, so where is he getting this information out? <laughs> he's, he's just sending it out. on. The, he's got his own little platform now. It. Yeah, sending snail mail to people. Uh, that's oh, awesome. Man. A junkie. <laughs> Not the trainer of the horse. <laughs> and that yeah. just brings up all types of pictures in my head of a horse with a crack pipe sitting in the back yeah. of the stall. <laughs> oh, okay. I just, I need to like stress to you guys that I, I don't care where your politics land. If you can't laugh at that and yeah. how like funny that is, I got nothing for you, man. I got nothing for you. I think that was the best part about Trump is he was the entertainer. I don't know if he should have been president or if he should or should not have been, but he was an entertainer. He was funny. And that's a okay. funny statement. Junkie. Um, <laughs> I do need, I do need to mention real quick. Uh, the do tour is coming next week right yes sir so i i partnered with raygun the t-shirt company and they made a t-shirt they let me design a t-shirt for them for the dude tour oh uh and basically the t-shirt just says i'm not tony hawk because tony (laughs) hawk is always being confused for other people nice okay i like that so if you guys uh they're making me one and i'm gonna i'm so i went ahead and got tickets to be there next thursday even if you aren't having me on the show Right, I'm gonna be out there. The I'm gonna be annoying people, so right. I'm gonna have on a I'm not Tony Hawk shirt. P- feel free to come up to me and bother me, guys. If you're listening to this and you see a big black guy in a t-shirt that says <laughs> I'm not Tony Hawk, he's not. Come lying. bother me. He's not. Lying. Go buy the shirt. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I need to cop one of those shirts. I, I was just thinking I have a uh, shirt that says this is my high V shirt, and I have a shirt that says um, someone in Des Moines loves me that I plan on wearing in Vegas. The I'm not. Tony Hawk's one would be a great Vegas Friday afternoon shirt as well. Uh, so I'm going to head over. You said Ray Gun in East Village, right? Ray Gun in the East Village. <laughs> Go out there and get us. Get us, get us a shirt. Where are you at this weekend, man? Uh, I'm at Teehee's Comedy Club roasting my best friend Bernard Bell Saturday night, 8 p.m. Uh, it's going to be ridiculous. The roast of Bernard Bell. Can I get up on that stage, too? I got a few things I want to say. No, I'm just Come on up. <laughs> <laughs> Comedian Dante Powell, always a pleasure, man. Next week, we definitely want to have you. I got to figure out how I can get you into the media roadway. But if you got a ticket, then we'll we'll figure it out. But uh, I'll be sending some emails this week to figure out how we get you out there live with us. Cool, cool. Appreciate you, man. We'll talk next week. Take care, guys. Comedian Dante Powell, Go Deep 1350 ESPN Live every week on ESPN 1350 here in Des Moines. Do Tour coming to town. We'll be broadcasting live from out there next week. Have a couple of our uh, skaters drop through. Sean Malto, who dropped through today. Appreciate him. Bryce Wetstein, number one in the U.S. for women's. 17 years old. A delight to have on the show in the first hour. Uh, Tavian Banks, Dante Powell's. We appreciate you. Every Thursday, 9 a.m., this is Go Deep for me, your host, Tyreek, and my producer, Frenchie. We'll see you next week. Do Tour, we out.